And there we are. How about that? Hey, Fish, we are live. And oh, my God, we got so much to talk about. Uh, hey, have you ever tugged on your juju before? Because that's, yeah. that's what caused the not so dramatic ending to the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if you know James James Bradbury, the Eagles defensive back. He admitted that he tugged on the jersey of Juju Smith Schuster, and yeah. to me, I actually thought it was a good call. Um, I, I I wish it didn't happen because it would have been a more dramatic ending to the game. But at the same time, too, I, I think it's it was one of the best Super Bowls. You know, I'm not gonna say it was the best, but could have been in the top ten there. That's for sure. What do you think? Obviously, absolutely. Um, obviously, in a losing effort. Jalen Hurts had if, – if, if they would have won that game, that would have been the best performance in the history of the Super Bowls by a quarterback. But Philadelphia and Kansas City both played their A game. You called it in one of our shows. I don't know if it was hardline the week before. If it comes down to coaching, John Daly said that Andy Reid has a significant uh, you know, advantage over Nick Sirianni, and it just showed. They're down 24-14 at the half. Kansas City didn't punt in the second half. And the bottom line was this, and I'll let you go. The Philadelphia Eagles led the league in sacks. Had the most sacks since the 1985 Bears. Not one sack on Mahomes. End of story. That's the game. I agree. That offensive line gave him more than enough time. Uh, I do think Andy Reid's uh, switching in the second uh, half of how he switched the offense. I mean, primarily it was just quick dumps to – running backs, wide receivers that were off on the side there. And then all of a sudden, the secondary opened up. So I, I thought it was a good game. I do feel bad for Hertz because uh, I, I thought he played a great game. Yeah, he made that one fumble that certainly it was a lot of the difference. Um, but at the, at the same time, too, uh, what I loved about Hertz is Hertz took responsibility for it. I mean, that's a class act. And then on top of it, Patrick Mahomes, even though he was MVP of the game, he says, I don't want, what, I don't want me winning – and me winning the MVP lost on what a great performance Jalen Hurts had. So uh, I thought it was it was it was a class class game. I, I thought everything was it was it was fun to watch. You and I were texting back and forth, and so I was I was really pleased with the game. Hardlines was so upset because he went all in on Philly. <laughs> How can they be doing this? I love when he does that. It acts like whenever something goes wrong against one of his predictions, it's like personal against him. It's like they get in the huddle and go, "Let's fuck hardline," you know. <laughs> Uh, another great stat, too. They they led the league in rushing touchdowns. Game ball had 26 yards, John, and uh, Miles Sanders had 21. Without Jalen Hurts, it's a blowout. Patrick Mahomes is, is something, you know, we've been around so long, you and I, in 50 years of watching football, probably 100 years between the two of us. Yeah. And, and you think every year there, there's, a, there's a Tom Brady and there's a Peyton Manning and there's a Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas. Keep going back, Otto Graham. This kid is so talented and – yeah, wow that 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 last twenty eight yard run that that scramble that he had to get him in that potential field goal range was just it's 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 amazing and it's just you know when you when you watch sports and the entertainment of it it's for the great athletic plays and and that was one that'll stand out to me in that Super Bowl with, with another sprained ankle or the same ankle uh, being sprained um, I thought it I thought it was great that I loved the and it goes back to the coaching. Um, when um, and I'm trying to remember who the running back was at the time. What was it, Pacheco? Uh, he could have gone in and scored, and he slid. And that was McKinnon. It was McKinnon. McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, man, that's that's just brilliant. And it just kept, you know, it kept Hurts from 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 being the hero. So, yeah, great game, great great game all around. I'll I'll, I'll remember that. I might go back and take a look at it again. 
Sure. Um, is it a top 10 Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's 57 Super Bowls. You, you called it from the beginning. We could put a wrap on it that if they don't call that call on Bradbury and they let it go, we have a chance for a classic uh, you know, ending. But it didn't. Kansas State's a better football team. They're better coached. And um, I, I, I will say this. When you get two number one seeds, that's the kind of outcome you want, a 38-35 shootout. And both those teams, I know it's a cliche, and I, I wouldn't be shocked that we saw – we're talking about them next year at this time, doing a recap of the same two teams in the yep. Super Bowl. 58. Yep, yep. yep. And they and they were definitely the, the best two teams. And uh, I put it in the top ten. Would I call it the best? I don't know. I, I think I might call the uh, Patriots and the Seahawks. And that's me personally because I'm a Patriots fan. But um, but was also in Phoenix, by the way. So, but no, great time, great, great way to close out. Even though I would have preferred a more dramatic ending. All right, welcome to Daily Fish, folks. Coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach today. I'm coming from Boynton Beach, Florida, near West Palm Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Fish Schneider. You got questions or comments? Drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1, the number one at gmail.com. We should also say Hardline's not with us. And the reason why, because we're going to be having Hardline on Saturdays now. We're going to do his show there because Hardline's got a new gig. In fact, he's in Phoenix and I, I think the Super Bowl picked them up. But um, anyway, he, he, we all said the Eagles, so we were all wrong uh, as far as that goes. But still, we were right as far as it being a great game. Let's talk about some Super Bowl commercials. Did you have a couple that you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, I did. I think we're probably both on the same wavelength. The Bradley Cooper one with his mother was great. They opened up the whole thing with <laughs> – I just saw it again. I was watching a recap of it. Ben Affleck's Dunkin' Donuts, a drive through and J-Lo oh rolls up. Phenomenal. Yeah. How about the one, don't be a rock star, and it's Ozzy Osbourne, Paul Stanley, a kiss, Billy Idol. <laughs> the one that really stole it for me, besides, you know, friend of the family, friend of us, friend of the show, Brian Kransky, re recreating Walter White, the popcorn with Tuco. <laughs> How about that great ad? I can't think of her name, John, help me. The girl with the flag, and she's running, and anyone she gets with her mother, the flag football girl. Oh, my God, a what a great commercial that was. They had Aaron Andrews in That the, was the, the best one, and that Everyone, her mother, and, and uh, that one was voted on by the, the press corps as, as the best commercial. I have to agree. A lot of great commercials. I agree with it, too. One of the interesting ones, and it made me go to do some research, was the Crown Royal commercial about how Americans need to thank Canada, including for baseball. And I'm going like, oh, come on, wait a minute. And I went back and looked. And in, in the 1740s, Canada actually had a game called Bass, B-A-S-S, -S, ball, that they played in the 1740s, and the history books have that. So I was kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. So the Canadians were a little bit more advanced than we were. Well, I knew I knew that James Naismith uh, created basketball, Canadian. I knew football started in Canada, uh, hockey. Yep. I mean, so our great neighbors to the north, great allies, have developed the four major sports in America. <laughs> and, you know, look, they have 27 million people. We have 330 million, so we've – you know, we've moved on with these sports. But, you know, I, if you've ever been to a Canadian Football League game, they're great. Hockey is fantastic. Yep. But basketball is involved. And, um, I mean, is there any great Canadian – who was a great Canadian baseball player? Uh, Dane Orge. Remember, he's from Canada. Who else is from Canada that plays baseball? Um, uh, what, what, was it McGriff? Yeah. Was McGriff from there, from, from the Braves? Three Dog? I don't know. Good question. Right in uh, Daily Fish because I think no. I think a number of um, 
a number of players played on the Canadian World Baseball League team. It'd be interesting to see who's coming up now since the World Baseball League is coming up next month. We're going to be watching that. We'll be following that. I think we'll be watching it and following it, but that'll be in the midst of spring training. So, all right. Hey, Fish, I guess my question for you is, are, are, you, are you okay? Do you, do you need some help? I mean, there's no more football. Or is there? No, I went to I went to my first Super Bowl party in probably 22 years at my son's house. And, of course, I'm not going to mention family members' names. My sister's asking questions, and I'm trying to watch a game. And my wife's saying to me, you cannot go upstairs and watch it in the other room because Max had it on up there. And I stayed there the whole time. But the game was so compelling that everyone got immersed in the game. And then when it ended, I, dro- I drove the 17 minutes home to my house. Complete depression. You know, my wife is trying – she, it was almost recreation in the scene in Parenthood with Mary Mary Steenbergen and uh, Steve Martin, except I didn't crash the car, but still I could not get aroused. I was just, I get that way. I get melancholy. I'm not like you. Football's my favorite sport. It's not yours. You love, you're lo- this is it for John Daly. Baseball and golf and the tournament yeah. are coming up. So when baseball, football ends, John gets a hard on. I lose it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're good together. So, uh, did did you get drunk at all yesterday? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, no, I had to drive. No, I, you know, I just had a few libations, had a lot of cooking. It's great. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see the ratings because there was 15 people. That's what that, you know. I'm going to ask you. I'm, I'm going to segue. No, I didn't get drunk. But when you have 15 people in the house, you have 140 people at Chuck's Tavern watching. How do they get a? How do they get an exact amount of people watching the game? It's never accurate or screaming it. So. Um, I, I think uh, I will tell you this: the amount of cars on the street. We left right after the game to drive home. It looked like rush hour in any city. So you know, people are leaving Super Bowl parties. Hopefully, you got home safe. But I'm I'm on a 12-step program, man. I'm, you know, what I did last night? Come fall asleep. I go on YouTube, and I'm watching highlights of this week in pro football from 1974 <laughs> with Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire. I remember that, and wow. I have another drink. I love you. I remember that, and you go back to all the histories and. You brought great Super Bowls, top 10. They showed the one when Montana hits John Taylor in 1970, uh, 1989 to beat the Bengals, top Super Bowl. So I just get – I couldn't watch the highlights of this one because I couldn't stand the Chiefs. I'm a Raider fan. So I went back and watched other stuff. I, I binge-watched a little bit. Uh, suffice to say, I didn't get much sleep last night. So, um, And now it's 206 – John, I'll, I'll end it on this. 206 days. 32 minutes and 42 seconds until next season. I'm serious, until next season starts. I love it. Hey, that leads to a question, and I, I haven't talked to you about this. And I'm, I'm, I'm in Boynton Beach because I'm doing some work for a financial publication called uh, Banyan Hill. And the financial guru that I work with is a guy by the name of Ian King, who's a really good sports fan. And he brought this up, and he mentioned this to me, and I said, I've got to ask Fish this. He said, Joe Biden would be president for a long time if he enacted a rule that said the Super Bowl had to be on Saturday night, two weeks after the playoffs, the same way, but it had to be on a Saturday night. Because Ian was saying there are so many people who were walking around (laughs) today drunk, they had to go to work, they couldn't figure it out. And, you know, when he said it, I all of a sudden went, you know, it would still give them enough time to have the week off. A Saturday night would then allow Sunday for hangover day and to kind of deal with it. What, what do you think about that? I think have it on Sunday and, and declare it a national holiday and take Monday off. You know, that's it. Just it. You know, if, it, 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 if July 4th falls on a Sunday, people get Monday off. So 
just do it on Sunday because tradition. I like the way that guy at Banyan Hill is thinking, but um, it's uh, it's I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a lot. I'm never at a loss of words. I'm a loss of words because you it was, a, it was a great game. Would have made me more depressed if it was a blowout, but it was a great yeah. game to end the season and. Yeah. We move on. The other sports talk about, you know, you know me. In three days from now, I'll be, I'll be looking at, I'll know all the rosters in the XFL. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then the USFL. So I, I got something that, that could really cheer everybody up. Let's go to some fish memes. What are you looking at this week, fish? Well, you know, we, we just had the State of the Union address. So I went back and looked at some of the characters that are in the audience and as far as Congress people. <laughs> And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think she's attractive. I don't, I'm the only idiot who thinks she doesn't. I think she's attractive and she's booing and hissing. They're talking about Medicare and Social Security. So I went back and looked at some of her lineage. Check that out. Is that amazing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nuts. And I'm thinking, wow, I, 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 she's more attractive than Tutankhamen, but that's pretty close. Check this out. All right. <laughs> There's a new book, Making Marriage Work by Henry VIII. <laughs> I won't behead you, but we'll get head. Check this out. Check out. This is actual. This is a actually. <laughs> this isn't a playground. What member of Mensa Rhodes Scholar designed that, John? What? Someone in office ever worked on the floor designs a floor that it swings next to a brick. You know, nuts. <laughs> hey, get ready to laugh some more. So Mark Davis got in some maybe may I don't know. It's sort of like a a scandal with how he paid the WNBA player. So someone put a meme about Mark Davis. No foot rubs, finger blasters, and offering to take home and wash their panties at frowned upon now. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> All right. Check this out. In the political news, sorry, NFL fans, because the Super Bowl's in Arizona. The results of the game will not be known for two weeks. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm, I like to go back and say who these two, who these people. John, tell us, tell this great audience that we have, because we have a lot of people that listen, about this great show that came on that really was groundbreaking before the Jeffersons and all in the family. You remember that good times? I lost it. Well, it was a show called good times with that JJ. Was, I, Walker. I, didn't watch a, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I remember seeing it. And I remember thinking it was kind of groundbreaking at the time. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's about a struggling African-American family. John Amos in the middle. He's a, he's a grunt of a, of a construction work on his son with the hat. Jimmy Walker's still around, and he used to go, dynamite! But it really yeah. showed, and there's Flo, who was a maid, it showed just, you know, how, how hard it was for for African-Americans to get, get going in the 60s and 70s. But their family was strong, and they had a front, strong family unit, and they made it. It was a great show. A lot of comedy, too, all right? John, who is this? Take a wild guess who that is. Um, gosh, he looks so familiar. I can't tell. That is Jake Plummer. Remember Jake the Snake Plummer? No played for the kidding. Cardinal? Yeah. Mean, walked, yeah, everyone walked in. He thought he was he was a Ghanish guru or he was <laughs> he couldn't get on. He, he didn't have his ID on. I mean, I guess, uh, was it Ian Rappaport or, or Shet, one of the guys came over and said, that's Jake Plummer. He played in the NFL for 10, 11 years. He's a yeah. real hippie right now, man. Talk about it. Great. I mean, guys in his early 50s looks great. All right, check this out. The kids today spend too much time on devices. It's a kid in front of a TV set. Me in 1987 spending three dry days trying to make this jump. It's playing like Atari on a TV set with, uh -huh. the, yep. with the remote. Yep. Yeah. I want to ask you guys a question, Daily Fish. All right. Go, let's, let's change gears a little bit. All right. Okay. I love bananas. Now, I want to ask everyone out there to write in. 
If a banana looks like that, I have a hard time eating it. I go more. I'm gonna ask you John how you like bananas. I go more for not having the uh, the, the freckles on like that. I like it more when it's green to turn to yellow. I like the taste of it. Some people completely discard bananas. I read when it looks like that. When it actually is very delicious. What about you? What kind of banana do you like? Uh, to eat? I, I agree, but I, I'll, I'll actually try to cook with it. So if you make some banana muffins and stuff like that, uh, I'm okay with it. Um, I actually, sure. I put them in smoothies. You know, if I do a protein smoothie, I, I'll probably do one that's a little bit more ripe uh, than the other ones. But I I like them both. Ways. I'm a big fan of bananas and they're good for you. And they got potassium oh. and stuff like that on there. So it's, it's great for you. Absolutely. Tell, tell, tell people this. My wife does this. When it gets like that, it gets a little darker. Great for banana bread. Banana bread's one of my favorite things. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so, me too. That's what you it. do. Football season ends, you start thinking about what to do bananas because you go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is the Daily Fish Memes. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between, just like you do. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. Hey, if you got a problem with us, send us comments and questions to dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right. Now it's time for schmuck, swag, and drink. Okay. Let's start off with our schmuck of the week who's been schmucky this week fish okay i i saw this one first i'm going to show you the brand it's fantastic that is pappy van winkles that's one of the best yep. bourbons on the planet they're Absolutely. not schmucky but check this out top officials with the oregon liquor and cannabis commission the olcc have been implicated in a criminal probe that examining allegations they violated ethics rules john by using their positions with the state's alcohol regulatory agency to divert rare, highly coveted bourbons away from public consumption for their own public use and personal use. <laughs> oh, real quick, o OLCC officials, including the agency's recently ousted executive director, name withheld, allegedly sent rare bottles of bourbon to Pacific stores where they replaced reservations to buy their sought-after libations and pick it up once off-duty without the public having a chance to beat them to it. Mm. I don't know if that's a schmunky move. I think it's more of a uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a sly move, but come on. You know, we should all be able to drink Pappy Van Winkle, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you're a, if you're a Kentucky native and you can't find that and you're you're in love with that, yeah, I think you're pissed. I think they would say that's a smucky move. All right. Okay. Let's take a look. Let's see who's got the swag. Who are we celebrating this week, Fish? You know, I uh, I'll leave it on there because I always think I, we we at Daily Fish find a swag that's that always outdoes the one we had from the week before. And I always, I made fun of these people. I showed their balloon, but this is Courtney Kardashian. All right. Gorgeous. Oh, family's gorgeous. I don't care anything about their butts. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, check what she did. Get ready, John, because this affects you. Okay. Courtney Kardashian has developed a product and she posted on Instagram earlier this week that shows CGI pussycats walking around her circles as she eats one of the gummies. She's developed a gummy for your vagina. It's called the VJ gummies. Quote, your cat emoji is going to love this, the caption reads. Meet Lemmy Pure, our new vaginal healthy gummy. The post continued, quote, vaginal health is such an important part of a woman's overall well-being and not talked about enough. This is why we are so excited to launch this. Give your vagina the sweet treat it deserves and turn it into a sweet treat. You know what they say, you are what you eat. She developed a gummy for the vagina. I mean, I, the Kardashians, are, they, they are just great. I have nothing to say, but 
Yeah. Baby, Super Bowl is over. It's 206 days. Let's get some. Puts gummies in a whole new perspective. Beautiful. I love it. All right. We got a toast of that fish. After all, we are two guys and we love gummies. So our drink of the week. So what is our drink of the week, fish? I'm doing Perona. I went to a beer, Italian beer. Very, one of my favorite beers. They have Perona's an Italian beer. Okay. And it's Green Bottle, not Heineken, not Beck's. Um, we served at Chuck's Tavern. I figured, you know what? Since baseball started up, pitchers and catchers report on the 19th. And the first preseason game is the, is the Red Sox. No, the White Sox and the Rangers are on the 25th. You didn't know what I knew that, did you, Daly? All right. Good. So what, like. what goes good with apple pie, vagina gummies, <laughs> and baseball? <laughs> Beer. Peronis. Peronis. Now, if you drink this, do you get Peronis disease? Yeah, great. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> That's what happens when he travels. He must have had a nice dump on the plane. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I texted you when I did. I always do that when I'm on a plane. I text Unbelievable. you. Unbelievable. So Boy. I let that. Hey, folks, the Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to the Shuck's Tavern on North Durango. That's on the northwest side of town. Fish is there overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. Again, folks, this is Daily Fish. We are on Facebook at daily.fish.5. You can subscribe there. Also subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV, as well as Hey Vegas TV. You can check out our posts and news that we post on Daily Fish on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Daily Fish on Facebook and Twitter. And all your betting news is going to be coming on Saturdays with the Daily Fish Hard Lines with John Hardison from the Cost of Winning podcast. All right, Fish, let's get into a little bit uh, what's going on, you know, news-wise. Um, have, have you seen what's – I know you have because I think we even talked about this. The earthquake in Turkey. Uh, right now, there are 31,000 people that were killed um, after that. Now, it's it's like seven days later. They're still finding survivors, which is amazing. You know, people are hanging on. Uh, it is considered one of the worst earthquakes of all time. We just seem to be getting worse and worse things happening all the time. Are you are you seeing that? You thinking the same thing? Yeah, I am. It's weird. You just, you just I don't. I'm I'm not a big you know a, a fatalist like you are, but it just seems like. And when I see things like this, there was a, there was a, on the North Pole, there was a, a polar ice cap that broke off, which is the size of Rhode Island. Yeah. That concern, I don't know why that happens. And then what really got me going, and I'm not, a, I, don't, I'm, I go both ways on global warming. And then I think sometimes we always tend to overthink and overreact. But living in Las Vegas, there's a bit, there's been a big, big drop off in Lake Mead to the point where they think they'll never get it to the point there it was 15 years ago. Have you seen what heard about what's going on, John, in the Great Salt Lake? That it just seems to be diminishing. And there's so many, you know, if that happens, that's an ecological hazard. They said there's so many, I guess we I, I guess the way the, the lake is formatted, uh from formatted, not formatted, the way it's been it's not designed, it's a natural lake, but it's not mm. it, it's all salt, like the salt in the sea. I guess it's a disease. If if the thing was to diminish completely, there'd be diseases unleashed, it could affect 2.5 million people. Do I believe it? I don't know, but I you have to be concerned that all these events are happening right now. I don't believe in a new ice age, but maybe there's little things that happen that are, that are close to it. 
Yeah, I think, and you know, when you think about it, and we talk about Salt Lake, and then you talk about Vegas. I mean, people are moving there. I mean, the populations are getting bigger, so they need to bring water in there. <clears throat> and my thing is, is and I, I agree with you. Uh, sometimes I think we do overreact, but I don't think we overthink it. And we've been talking about climate change and these problems for 20, 25 years. We're talking about it. I can remember when I was there, they were actually talking about desalinization plants on the coast in California that would either put water to the Californians and we would get all the water that California has now in Vegas, Utah, Arizona. And they haven't done it. They haven't done it yet. And desalinization actually works. So I'm thinking that they haven't reacted quickly enough. On the other hand, you and I talked about electric cars and, and all of a sudden they're like, everything's got to be electric. You know, not yet. Slowly. Do it slowly. Make it happen. And that's what we should have done with, with the water situation. So unfortunately, as human beings or especially our lawmakers, really, what did you do? Did you fall? I dropped, I dropped my thing. I dropped everything. You Hang dropped on. your thing? I oh dropped my, my thing. Oh, look at that. Hey, hey, hey look who's here. <laughs> yeah, how did Tom Brady get on the show? <laughs> so, go ahead. That's what he's going to look like. So, yeah. yeah, so absolutely that's it. Now, f folks, I got to tell you, when Fish and I sketch out the show, there's certain things he doesn't tell me. He just says there's something going on, and he mentioned something about embarrassing moments. So I have no idea what you're talking about. What are your embarrassing moments? I, I, I have a thing with my wife saying I love you, which means I love you, but it means there's something wrong with a bodily function. Uh, Saturday night, I'm working at the bar. Now the bar is a horseshoe shape at, at Shucks. And I come up from behind the bar and I give a customer a hug and his wife. And the, it's in the corner of the bar that's closest to the restroom, which, which is about maybe a, a 10, 10 yard walk to the restroom, to the restroom. I go to the restroom, I look in the mirror, I got a booger in my nose. And your ego tells you that that booger wasn't there when you were talking to the couple and giving the wife a hug, because your ego tells you it just developed. There's got to be some court of etiquette that a person can say or do this because that's happened to me. It's happened to all of us. You know, if you ever want to get in a situation with a woman where you're having a bad conversation with her, she's a customer and she's being a biatch, tell her she has a booger in her nose and she'll run to the bathroom like Jesse Owens did in the 36 Olympics. All right. I mean, there's gotta be something. My wife does it. She'll say this, or you have a crumb on you. You know, you're at the restaurant with another couple or your friends, you got a crumb hanging on the side of your thing. You got eye, earwax, snot, ice snot, all that shit. The booger thing drives me crazy because it's happened to me. Okay. <laughs> it happens to everyone. We don't talk about it. Talk about it on daily fish because we're enlightening you the stuff that you go through. All right. After a while you're sitting there I mean, I've been in a conversation before and a fart goes loose. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it, and you just, you, you try to hide that, but that is sitting there. And, I, and my ego tells me that by the time I walk from them to that bathroom, which is probably 15 seconds and the, the look of terror on your face, you know, is like, oh my God, please tell me that wasn't there when I was talking to them. You got a, You got an idea? I got an even better one. So the other day is about a week or so ago. I met the uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting. Uh, Brunswick County Chamber of Commerce. It's like a morning breakfast and everybody gets up and does 30 seconds of what they're doing and all that. So I kind of talked about daily fish and the different stuff that I'm doing. And, you know, if you want to be a part of it, let us know. And so I end up then afterwards end up talking to my friend Brent and Brent's just a great friend. He's, he's a videographer and he comes over to me and we're talking. He goes, uh, John, your fly is down. <laughs> so 
the whole time while I got up and spoke <laughs> this, my fly is down. And I'm going like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. So so that's another one. You know, booger in the nose, fly down. Or how about, you know, toilet paper hanging out of your butt after you've been to the no. bathroom? The, the fly down is something because, you know, I'm looking down and, you know, it's like, uh, and with you, you have nothing to worry about. That thing's so inverted because of your Irish. Oh, sorry, world culture. Um, <laughs> talk about drinking. Uh, yeah, I, it's more because you, you, when you look at someone, you focus on the face. You know, it's like it's a great line in Shawshank Redemption when Tim Robbins says, I stole the warden's shoes. And how many times are you really looking at someone's shoes when you're talking to them? You don't. You know, I guarantee you're, you're at Banyan Hill. You know, look at the guy's shoes. I don't look at people's shoes when I talk to them. But you talk to someone's face and you see a booger. All right. And one of those ones that flutters back and forth. You breathe in, it goes out. You breathe in, you know. And I was just devastated, you know. I mean, that's the that's the vainness in me, and it's happened to me before. There has to be some. I, I wish someone would come and give us some etiquette advice here on uh, on daily fish and what there's what the proper vernacular is. So you say, "I love my wife." will say, "I love you," and then she'll go, "And I'll know." <laughs> it's like a baseball sign, you know. I like it. I like it. Punt, punt, booger your nose. <laughs> so, so the term "I love you" is the indicator, and this right. is. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, know, you watch baseball on guys on third base. Yeah, you got to have the indicator first, and then yeah. the next sign after it is the actual sign of what you're going to do. So yeah. that's good. I like it. Vicky should do it. She should be a third base coach. Perfect. All right, Fish. Uh, one other thing: um, Are we? Do we spend too much time on the computer? Uh, you know, I, I try. I, I I'm on my phone a lot. You know, I do the the show now on my phone because. Um, my, first of all, my computer, <laughs> I got bought a new computer, we did my whole room and it still freezes when we do the show, which people liked. They didn't get, they got a chance to listen to less than me. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I pose that to our audience again. I mean, is this just a sign of the times that we're, that we're on our devices and we're on our computers and it is a wealth of information for us. And it's great. I mean, I go on my computer to have a big screen to watch YouTube a lot and watch videos and. I'll tell you one thing, and I bring this up. I went to a concert called the Plimsolls. The Plimsolls did the, believe it or not, irony, they did the, uh, the the soundtrack to the movie Valley Girl, which Heidi Holliker was in. But they were a great huh. band in 1983, L.A. band. And I went to the concert, and it was in Pasadena, Pasadena Playhouse, 1983. And I'm watching the video, right, and I could see the back of my head. The, 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 oh, wow. What went through my body was, wait a minute, someone had a video for me from 1983, you know. Yeah. And thank God they didn't have the back room at Mom's Saloon back then. All right. I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be in jail somewhere. But the bottom line is I, I do that. Um, I, I pose it to you. I mean, you're on your computer a lot. You're always doing stuff. You're, you know, we're doing podcasts and we're doing looking for information. Um, I, I, I want to know how dangerous that is. And because are we developing the youth in America that they're stuck to that? And not outside. When you and I were young, we didn't have it. So we're outside playing ball and playing games and being creative. Cranston talked about us on our interview five weeks ago, whatever we had him. He had to be creative. Um, are we developing a lot of kids? Are we nurturing kids nowadays that are going to be stuck with their heads in a device and not really doing the physical part of their body except for masturbating? I don't know. 
Well, what I would say on top of that is sometimes they have their heads too much in their phone, so they're not developing their personality. They're not developing uh, personal relationships. Uh, here's one of the interesting things I found, because uh, I'm more on my phone and my iPad now. And one of the things I've noticed, uh, because I'll, I'll be in bed waking up early and I'll have the phone like this. So I'm holding it like this to do it. What I found is I'm getting inflammation in my left elbow and my left shoulder because I'm holding it like this all the time. And I've yeah. actually had to add some treatment done on it. And I, at first I thought, oh man, I've, I got a torn rotator cuff. How could I have a torn ro rotator cuff in my left shoulder and I'm right-handed? So there are things like that that are happening. But at the same time too, here's the flip side of it is that, you know, you and I aren't sitting watching 30 minute newscast anymore. I'm literally, and I can literally get all the news I want four or five minutes just on the phone because I've got subscriptions to the things I want. I can do my speed reading. I'm in and my out. I post and I got enough of it. So there, there's the yin and the yang, but I do, I do think you're right. And I think it's bad for kids that are on it too much. And I actually see adults, adults, you know, there's a, there's a table of adults and all of them are into their phones. It's like, you guys are out. You should be talking to each other. So, so yeah, I think there's a yin and the yang with that as well. Well, you, you talked earlier about I can help your yin and yang, especially your yang. You talked about your fly being open. You have inflammation <laughs> on your on your elbow. Why don't you put your phone in your zipper like that? Maybe the inflammation will make your penis harder, this and that. And that'll help your yang. That, I mean, that'd be a nice little, you put it there, look down, you know, it'd be great. You look down, you look down at your phone that's in your un, your unzipped fly. No one can see the booger in your nose. This See where we're going with this? <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Super. All right. Uh, before we head out, um, let's talk about the defense budget just a little bit. Um, a lot of people are saying, uh, we, we're cutting our defense budget too much. Um, I, I think so, but go ahead. Give me your take. Fish. Not that. I don't want to bore. We're on such a great trend here of making people laugh. I looked at that to segue into this. Um, back in 1985, for our younger viewers, in the Mediterranean Sea, about 862 miles out of out of uh, Morocco, Libya, I'm sorry, um, President Reagan sent a cruise missile from one of our battlecrafts there and hit Muammar Gaddafi's house and unfortunately killed his daughter. My question to you, simply, that, that, we're, that we're maybe decreasing our defense budget, because I always thought from them, we could do that in 1985, John. And we hear about Area 51 here in Nevada. And if you walk on that side, you get shot on site. What what weapons do we have that we don't know about? Because you're talking about 1885 is four years ago. What weapons do we have now that we don't need grounds? We don't need troops on the ground. And we don't need, you know, I mean, I, I by the way, that's how we to, it's really nice for the halftime show, heard, that Rihanna used a lot of the shot down Chinese balloons. <laughs> for, for the dancers' outfits. <laughs> so, but I'm saying, what kind? What kind? The concerns me is what kind of weapons do you think we have right now that are so Star Trekish that in the near future, I say ten to fifteen years, the the ground troops are going to be obsolete. You think that's possible? Ground troops, pilots, because we'll we'll be having drones, right. um, and what's what's really big now. And this is this is why you know, a lot of people are, are, are kind of complaining about this uh, or not all of them, but some of them. But the microchip industry and the fact that we are going to become more actively involved in it, that's what's going to create the industry, the technology and the stuff that we'll need to protect ourselves, but also to keep our 
our country going and to keep the economy of not China and not Russia, but our allies going. So that's where you're going to start seeing some different things. I mean, they're talking about uh, they think by by 2027, we're going to have flying cars, that they're going to be ubiquitous in the United States. Think about that. Ubiquitous in the United States in 2027. I mean, that's four years away. They wait say it's interesting. The technology is How do you get a DUI? We get a DD. <laughs> you got a cop pulls you over. You're, you're drunk by flying high. That's great. You know. You yeah. You're, they're going to charge your artificial intelligence. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You'd be looking down at your phone and you're fly <laughs> while you're flying high. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, yeah. I, I know technology. You're big on it. And folks at Daily Fish, John, John is just extremely, extremely intelligent on artificial intelligence and stuff technological wise. He's written books on it. He knows a lot. So I, I garner to him for that kind of stuff. And there is great stuff coming out. I, it'd be great. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you don't have troops on the ground. The stuff that they're developing right now and already have developed, we don't know about. You remember back in 1976, President Carter was excited about the neutron bomb. He does a press conference and goes, there's a bomb that could kill all the people, but the buildings still stand. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad, rest in peace, goes, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's just kill the people. But the but when the aliens land, hey, they got the building. Hey, guess what? The Sears Tower is still up. Let's even get electricity and you know, go to the top floor and eat in the restaurant. I mean, come on. you know. And it's from the construction business. I mean, these guys need to work. I saw, I mean, uh, you know, you, every single TV show, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm binge watching something right now called The Last of Us, which is built on, which is based on a video game. It's phenomenal. It's on yeah, HBO I- and it's, you know, it's an apocalyptic. It's about a fungus that takes over humanity. And, and obviously, you know, I, I don't want to give anything away because if I say too much, uh, I, I can, I can mess it up for someone, but these are the, are we going to see a show right now about, could you imagine taking over a country? Maybe there, maybe there are shows. Imagine taking over a superpower just by having the threat of something to use that they, they actually acquiesce to you. So what is happening in Ukraine right now? The Russians yeah. are, the Russians are, and I want your thought on this real quick. The Russians are threatening with nuclear bombs, which is why we haven't gone a no fly zone. Cause if they, if things go nuclear, then we're all left. Yep. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly what's happening. It's a great correlation with that series. And I've heard so many good things about that series. So, I mean, it's there's there's a lot of tension behind the scenes. And, you know, granted, I know you think I'm a Debbie Downer and I'm a doomsdayist, but uh, there's there's stuff out there that could be very, very scary that could affect us in, in a number of different ways. Hey, I just want to tell you about one of the binge watchings I'm doing. I actually I, not a really binge watching. I watched the Elvis movie. Oh, my God. What a performance beautifully shot, brilliant. Um, Tom Hanks was great. Oh my God, playing as uh, playing uh, uh, Colonel Parker. And I thought it was really interesting. Have you seen it yet, Fish? Yeah, Austin Butler, of course. Austin Butler played Elvis. And I remember him, he played he played Tex Winter in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just a small role. And he has that great scene with Brad Pitt. But what made it brilliant is he did his own singing. That's why yeah. one the, the war he was so it was it, you know and you, you just find out uh, what a what a great person uh, Elvis was. But it wasn't so much that it was more about Colonel Parker. I knew if you knew the story about Elvis, everyone Colonel Parker was a was was a scumbag. He he was he was a fugitive basically. He couldn't go back to Europe. 
Elvis couldn't go to Germany and he couldn't go to Europe and he couldn't go to Japan, which would have made him many, many more millions because Colonel Park was afraid, afraid that he would he get snatched up and, and sent back to Germany. And it's true. I don't want to, uh, to give the ending, but the, the ending for Colonel Parker is sadder than it was for Elvis and Elvis died. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is you and I were in Vegas at the time. He died in Vegas. Uh, he died penniless. So, I'll just say he died penniless. Yeah. He used to walk around yeah. asking for markers all the time. And come on, yeah. man. It's just it's it's a sad story. But Hanks is great in everything. I mean, God, if you if you go through the library of Tom Hanks from Philadelphia to, to to me, you know, I remember. Do you remember Tom Hanks in a movie called Bachelor Party in 1984? It was sure. just a crazy movie. Yep. Castaway had to be the one that affected me the most because it was, it was more of a of a person that got to really uh, get his soul back, you know, and yeah. it and just just grew up through humanity and, and and having to live off the land. It was just you didn't see Castaway. Uh, that that's your that's your Tom Hanks homework. Yeah. And go and go say hello to Wilson at the same time, too. All right. We are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We had sports, entertainment, politics and everything in between. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5. Watch us also on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check us out on Daily Fish on YouTube and also Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV. Go to heyvegastv.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Also, all those channels, you can hear our interviews coming up, as well as our special guests throughout the week. And remember, we got the hard line coming up on Saturdays now, so we get you all your bets as well. You can write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Okay, before we sign off here, Fish, what do you got for closing ideas? Well, I, I would like to develop a, a penis gummy. <laughs> <laughs> Go well it's with San Francisco. Agra. It would go, yeah, yeah. Hey, you would know. Uh, that's why your fly's open. You want to see if it's working. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, look, you know, right now, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm in the 12-step program for, for football junkies, and um, I'll, I'll get out of it. I'll watch Tiger this week in golf. Um, I've, I'm binge-watching more. You're on with Cranston, second season. Brilliant. But I'm watching. I'm now a big fan of this guy. I was a big Tarantino guy. Still am. But we have to talk about a writer real quick called Taylor Sheridan, John, who developed Mayor of Kingstown. Okay. Um, Tulsa King with Stallone. That's so great. He did Yellowstone. This is this is the his library. Okay. And then the two prequels, 1883. And I'm watching 1923 right now with Harrison Ford. Did the movies Hell or High Water, which I love with Chris Pine and Ben Foster. Sicario, phenomenal. And then Wind River with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Renner. So his diversity in writing is so terrific. If you and the guy, the guy sat there and did most of his writing. He's a soap opera actor. He wasn't a. He was either. A, you know, I, I do better research. Bold and the Beautiful, or Young and the Restless, and he would sit in his dressing room and write. And now, if you watch his creativity, you know it goes everywhere from comedy to to the old west to narcotics. It's Mayor Kingstown. Renner's obviously a guy who's working to to. Uh, Mayor Kingstown is, you know what that's about? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he, there's, there's 10, there's 10 prisons and he's a mayor of the town between the 10 prisons. He's corrupt. So just look into Taylor Sheridan, go on YouTube, watch this week in pro football from 1979. (laughs) I'll be with it. No, I'm not, I'm not doing much. I'm trying to stay healthy. Like the rest of the rest of us love our daily fish audience. Um, Thank you, Pullman. Yeah, yeah. Pullman. Pullman. Pullman's uh, chiming in right now. Great guy. Great bartender. I think he works at the Blue Ox 
here in Las Vegas. He's, he's a legend in this town. But, uh, you know, if we can make a guy like him, because he's on Viagra, if we can make a guy like him, you know, excited <laughs> and, uh, and, and stimulate him in other ways. But um, right now, I'm, really into the, I'm, I'm thinking about really investing in the gummy business. Yeah, I hear you. I think it would help you in many ways. Oh, blue dogs. I'm sorry. Blue dogs. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're blue dogs and John's got blue balls. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'm good. All right. All good. Fish, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be back this coming Saturday with the hard line. So, so we'll do some bets coming up since we got, you know, baseball's right around the corner. We've got Tiger playing in the uh, – in the uh, tournament in Los in the LA open. So um, a lot of good, a lot of good things happening and, and, and fish will survive it. So that's, that's the good part about it. Well, you said baseball and tiger, but I'll ask you one last thing. We can get us out of here. Um, is there any talk about the main thing that's coming up right now is we're getting close to the conference tournaments in college basketball. Is there one team don't bring up Providence at your alma mater. Texas is playing well. Is there one team that you see right now? They can make a run and really surprise someone and go all the way to the final four. Um, and there's so many teams that are, that are in that position. Um, you know, today for the first time, Alabama is number one in the country in college basketball. Yeah, in I was going to say that was my yeah. You stole you stole my line. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I think they they could be. Uh, I tell you, one of the teams I really like though is Tennessee. And I think Tennessee's got a really good job. Southeast Conference is, is just loaded. You know, the ACC, they're loaded too, but it ain't Duke and North Carolina. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Miami, NC State. So there's, there's a lot of good teams that are coming up and changing. And I think this, you know, the whole thing with the portal is great. The Big East, and again, I know you don't want me to talk about Providence, but I mean, the Big East is, I mean, Providence is like third or fourth in the conference. And they got some good teams there. They're going to go and make some runs. So I'm, I'm real excited. You know, the good thing about, football being over is I can really concentrate and you can get ready for March Madness, which to me is just a, is a great time. So we'll definitely be looking at that. And I'll, I'll tell you what, by Monday, I'll do, some, I'll do some research. Um, I'm going to have you guys chime in at daily fish and I'm going to pick a team that's over under 62 games in baseball. And I'll go over and I'll put my money on the line. Little that I have. And uh, we'll, we'll go through that. Right. I was fun with Baltimore and a lot of you were rooting against me, but we'll, you know, we had Steve Ciron, one of the big casino hosts, and he's he's texting me off the camera. Oh, you got no shot. You got no shot. Well, guess what? <laughs> you never know. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll go look at the futures on uh, on baseball. I'll get with, get with Hardline. He's probably – I don't know where he is right now, man. He's, he's probably he, – he's that guy who's – he's probably on Skid Row somewhere in Phoenix going, I had Philly in the over. <laughs> he did have the over. He did have the over. We'll he, I that. love it. He, he he's so great. He's like you know he takes it so personal. I love it. That he's a, he's a passionate guy. He's right on a ton of his picks. But you know what? You know it's, it's human. It's just uh, you know it's uh, these guys aren't. I don't. I said I don't think Philadelphia got in the huddle and said you know we don't, we can't stand that idiot. You know he looks like Cedric the Entertainer and a combination <laughs> of Cedric the Entertainer and CeeLo. You know and uh, by the way, the halftime show. We'll get out on that one. You know, if you're afraid of heights, well, did you did you watch a halftime show? Oh my god, that had to be pregnant. what fifty? That'd be a hundred feet above the goddamn field. You know, yeah. And she was pregnant. Did not know that. I, I saw it. I could tell you. Yeah, she is so drop dead gorgeous and talented. I mean, yeah. it's not fair I'm... to be. It's not fair to be that drop dead beautiful. It's a person and gorgeous, and she's. I guess her husband's name is ASAP Rocky. 
Yeah. I, what does that mean? Is it there's Rocky Bell, there's Rocky Marciano, Rocky Balboa, and now ASAP Rocky, you know, and hey. oh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, lucky, hey, lucky Pullman. man. Hey, Pullman, if you're watching, who's ASAP Rocky? What has he done? I know he's a he's a rapper, but I think he's a rapper. Wow. Yeah. Boy, he's lucky. That is that the father of a child. Yep. And of of and it, it they've got an eight month old and she's pregnant again. So Obvious. the fact that she was up that high, uh, you know, being pregnant, you know, that was kind of tough. It was still a great God, performance. She's talented. Hey, I, forgot, I forgot one thing when we were talking about the commercials, the Rakuten commercial with Alicia Silverstone. Oh yeah. my God, doesn't she still look hot? That was that was great. I was like, oh my God. Oh, what, what you know? Because I'm a sexual deviant. What was that one commercial? Premature electrocution. What was it called? Oh like yeah, was, that was really good too. Oh, I yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. So that, that was a lot of great commercials. And they went to the crowd. You know, Jay-Z's there. We talked about him last week. into the weight. They showed the people in the crowd. And they never show people in the booth. They, they showed the booth. And it's it's Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and Bradley Cooper going crazy when they got the two-point conversion. Show the booth when they lose. Yeah, I like that kind of drama. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, you know? But who? what are celebrities? Hey, look, the other celebrities are there. But um, it was good to see uh, Cranston and Aaron Paul hanging out with Rich Eisen. God, yeah. I'd like to be Brian Cranston for three minutes. I mean, he's everywhere. Oh. Well, I mean, he should thank us because he wouldn't have gotten all those interviews if he hadn't been on Daily Fish first. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you all hear right, that, Cranston? Good job, Cranston. Good job, Paul. I, I loved it. I love, I, I'm, I'm, look, 206 days. We'll get through it. And uh, before you know it, when you, know, you get older, time flies so fast. Seriously, it does. You know, I, I just I remember doing our first show April 21st of 2021. And we're making as much money doing it as we did back then. I know, <laughs> but it's by fun. the way, folks. By the way, folks, if you if you if you want to be a part of the show, let us know. Write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. We'd love to have you be a part of it, so you can make a lot too. Yeah. Hey, and shout out to Jesse Hearn. Jesse Hearn's gonna. I'll get him on. He just you know we talked about him on Saturday. If you didn't watch our Hardline show, one of our uh, alumni, Tommy Hitman Hearn's brother, just signed a five-year, fifty million dollar contract. To do to for someone to do to promote all the spices, um, because Barbecue. it's just tremendous barbecue sauces and spices and just assaulted your. I met this guy when I manage a place called the Montana Meat Company. Comes in one night about eleven o'clock and we sat there at four in the morning talking. I just started talking to the guy, and we talked about life and sports and became friends ever since. And um, now he's got a lot of money. Um, you know, maybe maybe give us some. <laughs> we'll make him happy, all right, buddy. Absolutely. All right, pal. Talk to you.